2: Nick Hausman back in the saddle for a special Saturday edition of The Winkley. I'm going to keep it brief here up top because... I'm largely doing this episode right now because I wanted to release the full audio from the Triple H NXT TakeOver media call that happened right after TakeOver last night. We had the only live microphone on the table right in front of Hunter. There were a couple other little zooms. There were a couple other little uh, cell phones recording the audio, but we had a microphone on the stand. I could not be prouder of this audio, so I had to get it out right today. A lot of great insight from Triple H immediately after the show. Can't wait to give it to you guys. Just want to say thank you all for the support you've shown Wrestling Inc. WrestleMania week. It's been a great time. I'm here. It's Saturday. I feel like it's been a week already, even though it's only been a couple days. Uh, I will say I was at Bloodsport on Thursday, 4 o'clock. GCW, what a banger of a show. If you haven't checked it out, go check that out. I was fortunate enough to be sitting up in the balcony uh, believe it or not with Dean Ambrose and William Regal. so when I'm back in town I got a little bit more time. I'll tell you guys all about that. what a wild time that was. Uh, what else have we done here? I was at Matt Taven's arm I was co I was co-hosting Matt Taven's arm wrestle Kingdom uh, at uh, the G one Supercard festival of honor that was happening uh, yesterday at the garden. What a fun time that was. Really hope you guys can go check that out. It's available on the World Arm Wrestling League Facebook page. I want to thank ROH, World Arm Wrestling League, Matt Taven, everybody who participated. What a fantastic time that was. And, of course, last night was TakeOver. What a great show that was. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And you know what? Without further ado, uh, you know what? Before I throw to this, I should just let everybody know where I'm at and what I'm doing right now. I am in the basement of the Gotham Comedy Club. I am about uh 16 minutes away from about having to go on that stage and open for jim ross and jerry lawler before i have to hold the microphone and allow uh, some great fans to ask some questions so you know this show's gonna be good if you can find a bootleg version of it which i don't think is possible i'd say find that one too but it's been a great weekend looking forward to more to come the g1 supercard is tonight mania tomorrow bullet club block party Raw. smackdown so much more in between and now officially without further ado here it is the full audio from Triple H's NXT TakeOver Media call.
3: Hey, buddy. Uh. <laughs> I thought we had a hell of a night. Um, I know I sound like a broken record sometimes when come in here and say uh, that it was an amazing night, and I say that I don't know how we're going to top it, and then we do, and the talent go out there and, and tear it up. But uh, this was a special week, um, you know, a, a, a special week for NXT, for WWE, for this, uh, for where we are right now in this moment, in time to come to New York City again. Um, completely sold out here tonight. Fifteen thousand six hundred ninety-seven in the house. Um, that's the uh, the highest um, attended event in NXT history. And also, uh, tonight was the highest grossing event in NXT history. Um, But to come here on this week and do that, here on Friday night, Hall of Fame tomorrow night, somebody's getting put in Hall of Fame. Uh, (laughs) um, You know, 75,000 people sold out WrestleMania on Sunday to come back here at Barclays Monday and Tuesday, just an epic week. To start it off like we did tonight, to um, potentially, depending on your point of view, put on a show that will be tough to follow for anybody. I don't care. Uh, stadium show, not stadium show. Anything that takes place after tonight has its work cut out for them. Um, and uh, and that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. So um, I'm going to turn it over to you guys and let you ask some questions.
1: All right, so we got a lot of people in the room and a couple people on the phone, so we're going to do – Two domestic, two international, and two to the phone. So. <laughs> so we have
3: more people in the room, but we're doing it the same as always. Yeah, <laughs> <But>. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, <laughs>
1: all right, should we? Should we start with? You us?
3: go where you want, man. I'm gonna, gonna.
1: Mike Johnson. PWA, <laughs> so. Hey, Paul,
2: how are
3: you? Good. I'm sorry, I didn't see you so back. In
2: the back here. Yeah. Um, obviously, the UK match was one of the highlights of the show. Um, what sort of details
1: can you give us about the decision to integrate the UK match into the show tonight?
2: and are you going to do more sort of crossovers between the
3: two brands for the big events so i think that the timing was right in the build it felt right that it should be here in in uh in new york that that match itself particularly pete and walter um felt right as far as the next nxt takeover for the uk there's we're definitely planning it's a you know, when you do 600 live events a year, it's a little bit of putting together a, a puzzle and uh, trying to fit all the pieces in the right place. And and we've had some things shift around internationally um, for us, so uh, just trying to figure out where it's going to sit. But I didn't want to I didn't want to wait on this one. I wanted to to make it happen in a big way uh, because it felt epic and it felt like this was the right pl- platform in which to do it. And clearly, they delivered on it. Um, which makes me think I made the right decision. So, um, but I look forward to getting back over there. And, you know, as that brand continues to grow, it's one of the most watched things on the WWE network and uh, continues to grow. When we were there the last time in Blackpool, you know, it trended uh, number one and all throughout the top 10 worldwide for the entire two hours against some pretty stiff competition. So, um You know, that brand continues to grow. I'm I'm excited to get back over there and and take it to an even other level, but um, we just have to get the timing right. Thank you. Uh, Justin. Well, it's so interesting
2: to
3: see how. Sorry, just
2: say. Justin
1: Barrasa Sports Illustrated. Thank you. you.
3: Yeah, that so it's the trick. It's you know it's funny when we first started NXT. I can remember the first big series of people leaving and uh, everybody saying it's done. Like uh, it was great, nice little run, but it's over. You know um, this is the problem, the inherent problem of it. And I remember saying at that time, it's not the problem, it's the secret. It is it is what will make it successful because it will constantly cause us to um, create and to evolve and to grow the brand that it was five years ago is nowhere near the brand that it is today. It wasn't a year ago. It wasn't the year before that, right? It, it, it constantly evolves and changes. Um, and that is the secret and the magic to it. Constantly having those talent, um, rise up and, and, you know, Morrow, who's like the human fact machine, uh, among other things, uh, (laughs) but, You know, I think he said something tonight, like 14 champions from NXT are at WrestleMania on Sunday. 80% of the main roster right now of Raw and SmackDown came out of NXT. Um, I think there's maybe two or three matches on the card that don't have an NXT performer in them. Uh, You know, mine being one, the old-timey matches, you know. Um, the ones that will air in black and white, those ones didn't, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that's the magic of it. And that, that, is, the, that's the, that is what I think is awesome about it. And at a certain point in time, uh, I think you're going to see people drift back and forth, in and out, right? We're, we're just creating this wealth of stars and putting them on a global platform, and the level of star that they are when they walk in the door, even if, if they if they have a, a past and a following. We were just talking about this earlier today, and, and uh, Alistair and Ricochet were talking about it. Like, the level of performer that you come in and the level of performer that you leave, it's a, it's a different ball game. how much better they get. And it's hard to see it sometimes, but when you go back and you look at it, it's, it's very clear. Um, but that's the secret of this. When you talk about the future of here... Um, It's bright. The the fact that you can be, what were we, two weeks out of the biggest show in the the brand's history and the main event, you know, that your champion unfortunately has to step out due to injury and you can just pick it up, flip it, and it's just as epic and it means just as much off of the two-and-a-half year or more uh, saga going into it, that speaks to the the depth of it. Um, you see Walter coming in as as good as Pete Dunn has been for what was it 685 days or something like that. I don't know why I'm looking at him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, as good as as good as that was, um, you know, to be able to come in there and and take that and and move forward with that um i'm sure there's some type of political statement somebody will want to ask me about about the european and the brexit thing i was told walking in here so we'll get into that in a little bit but um matt riddle incredible talent you know and and just getting started think how good he is right now think how good he'll be a year from now right um with all the tools in front of him kushida you know i, I don't know how he gets better but he will um Th- that that whole thing it just continues to grow, and as good as this is right now, a year from now, I think we can look back and go it's even better.
1: Dan? Sorry, it's got
3: to- to um, Not the way you, you screwed up the whole thing. You said two, and then to the phone, and then you went for three.
1: <laughs> no, I said two domestic, two international, and then two to the phone. Oh, all
3: right. Uh, just making sure we stick to the rules.
1: <laughs> I'll ask the question.
2: Yeah. Could
3: Of course, of course, it's all a political game. The whole thing, we're just making political statements what we do. <laughs> no, no, he's just awesome. He's awesome, Pete's awesome. It's the right, right time to do the right thing. Um, I don't know. He wanted me to make some kind of statement about the U.K. falling and making a comeback or something like that. To be honest, I don't understand the whole Brexit thing. Uh, Just get in or get out. Pick one. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But whatever whatever you guys need to do. I don't uh, don't see U.K. or Europe when I look at those guys. I see talent. I don't look at the difference between the, the guys and the women. I just see talent. I see epic talent. I see it in Walter. I see it in Pete.
1: Yes. So, what let you decide on having the contract with him and um, what do you expect from him? And, um, also
3: how was the reaction? What do you think of the reaction to that? Um, well, first of all, his reaction was massive. Um, you know, we, we tend to put people in the crowd and to try to gauge those reactions, he's probably gotten one of the biggest ones we've ever done because he's a star. Um, has a, a massive international following. And in this week, there's massive international presence here. Um, he is somebody that we've had our eye on for a long time. Somebody that I've, I've, um, you know, honestly, if I said who, who would I like to have here, he would have been at the very top of my list. Um, so I couldn't be more excited to have him here. I know Regal feels the same way. Um, he's a, a, a massive signing for us, and, and having him come here and do what he does. And what do I expect? I expect him to be awesome. I expect him to be everything he's been everywhere else, um, and to, uh, to, to, you know, to display what he does. We'll give him the opportunity here to display it like he's never had before. Thank you.
2: All right. So we're gonna go to the phones for two questions, please.
1: It is star one. If you have a question or comment, we'll hear first from Jim Barcelona from Miami Herald. Hey, Jim. Paul, congrats on an awesome show. Hey, congrats on an awesome show. Your thought process with Ciampa coming out at the end, just what was the reasons behind that from your standpoint? Were there talks of not doing that? How did that all plan out for you?
3: Um, Yeah, you know, it's, it, you go back and forth on it, and where do you want to land on it? Um, I think that From a real standpoint, if you competitively look at this, you want to succeed as much as humanly possible. And you want to be in that spot. That's what everybody, man and woman, should want here. They want to be in that spot. Um, That spot gets taken away from you. You want the guy that's closest to you to have that spot when you don't. That's just sort of kind of how it works. I think even from a, if you talked about it from a storyline standpoint, while Tommaso Ciampa, the evil Tommaso Ciampa, um, would want to have it himself, if he isn't going to have it, then he would probably want Johnny to have it. Even though they're entrenched in this war, he might as well have it if I can't. Um, I think that's part of it. It's, it's an emotional ride and knowing where he's at right now, knowing what he's going through. Showing what he's going through from that real side on it on, uh, you know, the, the WWE PC YouTube stuff that if you've seen that, um, you know, shows you a lot of the, the real epic journeys of kind of what all these talent really go through on a day-to-day basis to try to make it in this industry. Um, it was a real moment. And to me, sometimes those are the best moments By far, it's the stuff that you can't script, the stuff that you can't write. The it's um that that's the most meaningful, and this was one of those moments, and it was the right thing to do, for my opinion, anyways. You know, but we debated it and got to where we got to, but it was an epic moment.
1: Again, again, great show, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, another one on the phone. We'll move. We'll move next to Andrew Thompson from Fightful.
3: Andrew.
0: How are you? How are you, Triple H? Good. Shelf? How you doing? I'm great. I wanted to ask you about a question. I was going to ask about uh, Pete Dunn and his 685-day reigns as NXT, NXT UK champion. Um, could there be a main roster run in the future for Pete Dunn? And was there any consideration of having him hold the note as he was nearing the two-year mark, which is one month left?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of things way into the factor. As far as a, 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 a Raw, SmackDown, or anything else run, yeah, I mean, that's – he he will do amazing things with his career. I think what is Pete now, 20 – I have a track, what's he, 23, 23, 24? He's just getting started. Um, it's, it's amazing how good he is at the age that he's at, and – He's another guy that when you look at him starting with us uh, just a couple of years ago, even over there, how good he's become, how much better he is now than he was then. Um, it's awesome to see. But, you know, it's a funny thing when something like this goes down and you say the, the moment in time, well, that came to an end, so now where does he go, like, onward and upward? Uh, whether he's back in that title picture, whether he's moves on to a different title picture, it's – I don't know that there's too many people here with a brighter future than him. You know, he, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants to do in this business.
0: Okay,
1: back to the room.
2: Thank you. Nick? Uh, well, my hey. um, question was about Velveteen Dream and uh, Matt Riddle. The crowd was like behind Velveteen Dream and really not like Matt Riddle. What was your take on that reaction and does that affect their trajectory at all in
3: the next day? No, I, it's a funny thing because they, you know, I feel like it was almost 50 50 up front. Um, but again, I wasn't in the crowd though. You were, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I don't know if that's accurate from where we were. That's what it sounded like. But, but either way, look, you take two characters that are that popular and you stick them in the ring together. It, it's tough for them to stay 50, 50 the whole time. Um, I think we showed a frustration point in Matt. I think that's part of what's going to get him to the next level because he is kind of calm and laid back and having those, Points in time where somebody pushes him to get to another level of emotion, that's a good thing. It doesn't mean I I think when he walks out of here doesn't mean he's less popular. Um, Tough to be more popular than Velveteen Dream maybe in this moment, especially with an entrance like that. Um, Yeah, I think they both had an epic night. I think it was uh, this whole night across the board to me that nobody lost. Tonight. Everybody came out of this show and that's that, that's kind of the goal in all of these things is um, everybody came out of here better. Better performers, better reactions, better everything. They just became bigger stars, all of them tonight. Win, lose, or draw all the way through. Bigger stars. Thank you. Uh, Fritz. Hi, Fritz, 40 News. So you've had Johnny Gargano now with NXT
0: for
2: about two years. How would you compare was like um, when he came in to where he is now and where
3: have you seen him from? Oh my God, the level of emotional performer that he is is just changed dramatically. I mean, he was really good, don't get me wrong then, and um, he wasn't handed anything here, you know, he had a scratch and claw and we talked about that story, but it wasn't like he, you know, we saw him and just said, hey, here's a contract and, you know, get, get on board. I didn't have the space, I didn't have the the thing. We offered them a chance, they over delivered. We offered them another chance, they overdelivered. You know, we just kept kept coming back. Scratch, claw, dig, the whole thing. They just worked harder than everybody else, both he and Tommaso, um, to earn those spots. But from for both of them, the level of polished all around character, the level of emotion, I, I look at it differently. You know, it's not it's not the spots or the 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 moves it's how do they pull emotion out of you in these things um, and and by the end of it where, where are you at emotionally and the level of performer that he is now is it's not even on the same league as where he was when he started he's just so much more polished and calm and there's situations that he he just seamlessly things don't go right seamlessly gets out of him it's it's amazing to see. Um, but that's taking advantage of everything that's in front of him, and he continues to grow. It's it's awesome to watch, really. It really is. My favorite part of the Performance Center is just watching talent um, go from where they are to just becoming something more constantly on a day-to-day basis and, and watching that growth curve, whether that's, you know, Velveteen Dream, you know, walking in the door with us in the very beginning with, with just the tools and and. Becoming what he is now It's just those growth curves. Shayna Baszler going from where she was to where she is now. Um, Bianca Belair just walking in the door at zero to where she is right now. Like the the, the growth curve on these talent is amazing, and um, what he's done in the, the you know you think about it a couple of years, but it's a short period of time, it really is. It's it's, it's awesome. Will okay. Gavin? Thank you. I will Gavin talks sport. I need to talk to me about.
1: Pete. Pete, question on his reign and how it legitimized the NXT UK brand and have you been in any way surprised by just how quickly that brand has been successful
3: I don't want to say surprised because I you know when we started it I, it was hard to see the level of talent and and what you could do with that talent um, I think it's it being embraced by the rest of everybody else because it's it's a different style somewhat. You know the thing that impresses me about all the guys, in, in and women in that brand, is the way they've been able to morph styles and make them their own. Even prior to us coming in there, there was like this neat little hodgepodge blend of these little bits of everywhere that were all just kind of put together, but yet set in this classic, you know, UK old school style. I love it, um, and it was easy to see that and taking them and. You know, it, it was funny when we first started with them, sometimes the simplest things we would say to them like this simple little thing and they would look at us like, wow, that's mind-blowing. I've never heard that before. You know, uh, Pete actually said that to Sean and I one time. Like, I've, I have literally have never heard that. And we were like, this is like <laughs> the simple thing, but it was like this epiphany moment to them. And then they came back after doing it and were like, oh, my God. That just got so much exponentially easier. Um, To see those moments for them is awesome. Was I surprised by the success? No, but um, excited by it. And uh, I think we're just, even just now, nicking the surface. It just, it takes time to get it to where you want to be. And, you know, for for two years, everybody's going, geez, this thing's taking forever. I can't believe they're not doing this yet. And then we got there and they were like, geez, it happened so fast. You know, (laughs) we're going to take it to another level. We just have to make it, I want to make sure it's right. I don't want to do it halfway. I want to make sure that it's right, so that every step of it, it continues to grow and become something more. Um, hi,
2: Paul. Hey. Uh, I was just wondering if the upcoming Fox deal in the fall opened up any possibilities for NXT transferring out
3: to the mainstream TV. You have to ask the Fox guys that. <laughs> um, I, I think the opportunities are there for a lot of things. I know there's a lot of interest in NXT as a brand. I know um, both here and the UK, I know that um, there's a lot of interest in it, but it's it's a, a very valuable commodity to the network as well, right? It's, it's, it's you know, the, the number one and number two most watched thing on the network by far, um, outside of pay-per-views. So it's, um, from that standpoint, very, very valuable. So is, is that an opportunity? Absolutely. I think you see that even just in the fact that today, m- you know, I was on FS1 this morning and um, we announced that they we're going to do a, uh, a show. Which, uh, what term did they call it? I can't remember the term they used for it, anyways. It's late. I was up early. Um, but, but it, it, you know, it'll be kind of a recap show where they analyze the different shows, but it'll be Raw, it'll be SmackDown, and it'll be NXT. And they'll discuss all those shows and, you know, sort of kind of a cross between a. Uh, a UFC tonight type show and a, and a talking dead somewhere in that mix in between and, and talking about all of it. But the fact that they really want NXT to be a big piece of that shows you the interest level. So we'll see. Thank you.
1: Back to the phones for two. And at this time, there are no callers in the queue. Great. What? So back to awesome. the
3: room. Uh, you Tim? You're all here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Packed house. uh so he's fine um yeah me- immediate concern <laughs> uh but then yeah he he was absolutely fine and you know look uh that's one of those things when we you kind of saw the landing, we all went into protection mode for him, and uh everybody got in there and luckily he was he was good, you know, um but we don't like to take chances on all that so. Um, luckily, he was fine, but that—that uh, that was, that was, that was us, going like, "Oh my God, get in there and make sure he's okay." You know what I mean? And uh, ended up being fine. just uh, have everybody bring as many ideas as they can to the table uh, from everywhere, and then you sift through them, and then you have to uh, weigh them all out, and, you know, there's, there's no scientific formula that tells you which one is the best, it's gut, right, and so you feel it out, you sit on it for a little bit, you let everybody sit on it, you let everybody come back with their opinions and all of that, and then... You just have to. Somebody got to make a decision. In this case, it's me, and I have to. I have to determine which one uh, we're going to go with. Um, You know, there's a lot of ways we could have gone, but and and a lot of them would have been right, I think. But I think we we picked the absolute best one. I feel by far, it was kind of one of those things where once. Once we got them all on the table, I never like to make a decision until I hear them all. But once they were all on the table, I really kind of felt like I knew where I wanted to go with it. And how we were going to get there is a different story. Then once you figure it out, then you got to start to work the process of it. Um, but again, the, the depth of the pool, the ability then of those performers to be able to take it to another level. To be, to be able to, even then in one night, to be able to go to Full sale, do that five-way um, the level of performers that are in that, some you know, you can some been in this business a long time, some haven't, and but to take that level of performance and you know, uh, I when we got done that taping, Sean and uh, Michael Hayes and I all looked at each other and were like, was it just me or did that feel as epic as we were in an epic place? That felt like it was just as good, and we were all like, like this is absolutely going to be the right thing so uh, but that's on them that's on the talent it's <laughs> the go home cue right there yes yeah Uh, we'll see uh, where it goes. like I, I think it's one of the great things that as you well, did the game just start? what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the um, you know as as you create this and you have nXt, you have nXt u k and we've talked about the the going forward, the putting the performance center in the UK. Um, what markets do we go to next? You know, uh, India, China, all these other markets where we can go and create brands. Are they as easy as UK? No, but as we create those, you're creating those other opportunities to have all these worlds collide, um, and to to have that be something that's epic. To have. Um, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, all these things to have these different moments. And especially as you know NXT talent move up and move over and change to all these places to have alumni come together. There's just so many possibilities on all of it to do amazing things and matches that people uh, don't think they're gonna get and, and, and kind of do these one-offs and tournaments and all these things. They're all great opportunities that if you're a fan, um, they're, they're awesome. You know I, I kind of how I judge all this stuff like I just go back to being a kid and if if I think to myself if I was just watching this in this moment I'd love to see all that stuff so uh, let's create it are we doing another do one? one? More or you want to wrap? Well, we do wrap. do do one do one more while while I'm fighting you? the TV.
1: Just on Ricochet and Alex the Black, emotional send-off for them today, what you imagine for them moving up to Raw and SmackDown, and who you think can step up and take the opportunities
3: that they're leaving. Yeah, I think both of them have already stepped up. They've been doing triple duty here for, like, the last, (laughs) what, two months? Raw, SmackDown, NXT, um, delivering on all of it. I mean, I think... Uh, did, did they had like a title match this past week. They'll, they had a title match tonight. They have a title match tomorrow. That's a pretty good week. Um, lose pretty good. What's that? They lose all three. Well, that's, yeah, that's all right. That's a good, exp- <laughs> it's good. It's good exposure. It's good exposure in the moment. Why is everything got to be a negative with you? Um, you know, it's it's. I think it's always a bittersweet thing. You know. You, you, you want to take that next level. You want that next challenge. I, I think in, in many ways it's like you know if you looked at NXT as college football and you're leaving your school and you're leaving your teammates and you're leaving all these things to move on to, to something different, but you're looking forward to that challenge and, and that opportunity. It's not an easy challenge. It's a different challenge. And, and uh, you have to be able to step up to a different platform and all those things. So it's, it's not a given. It's not a gimme. Um, and they have to be able to get you know that that's when the real work starts and they have to be able to step up and, and do all those things they, so far they've done it amazingly well um, I think the future is incredibly r- bright for both of those talent but it's a bittersweet moment you know and um, I told both of them when they were done this is always their home you know it's a funny thing because they're staying in the mix right like they're in the, it's the same company but there, there's those moments and, and not being in the same place with the same people all the time and you know the the team atmosphere of the performance center and everything else. Uh, it's a different world. So, um, really exciting, and they're both thrilled. But same point in time, it's bittersweet. Um, as far as who takes their place, we talked about it earlier. I can I can make a list of ten people that on the roster right now that could probably do it uh, seamlessly. That's the beauty of this. Um, you know, you have. Uh, you have talent sitting right behind him. And you know you know the list of the people that have come in even in just in the last few months. And that's not the people that have been there for a little while now. So um, the truth is, I remember hearing the story that Stone Cold tells all the time about standing next to Vince, uh, I think it was at Madison Square Garden, and saying, you know, man, he's good. And Vince said, yeah, he is. I hope he makes it. And Austin looking at him and thinking, why would he say that? Doesn't he kind of control that, you know? And it's the truth as it is and you know there's there's a component to that but what you do with the platform that you're given is what makes you or 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 doesn't um, and and people can debate that but th- there's a, a lot of that is the truth because when it's there trust me we will follow it so um, they have the platform now let's see what they do with it so when we look at the rest of the roster who's going to take their place there's a there's a big long list we'll see who steps up and takes it uh, thank thank all of you uh, for coming here. I know it's a big week. Thank you for coming to the show. Thank you for doing this and, and supporting what we're doing and, and stepping up to it. And uh, I look forward to reading all your comments and uh, seeing what everybody says. But I think we set a hell of a template and, and, a, and a, a pace for the rest of the week. And
2: good luck to everybody trying to follow it. So thank you very much. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in i'll be back tuesday through thursday of next week doing more of the winkly with justin labar michael weissman and of course every friday now go over to the ringside wrestling app go download that for free in the itunes store you can find me and raj Geary talking all the top news of the week in video form that's right the video winkly every friday the ringside wrestling app and i've been giving them out all weekend the pro wrestling tees jacked journalist t-shirt you can see it on hornswoggle i even got one on d destro yesterday and you can put one on yourself as well by going to a pro wrestling slash wrestling inc again thank you all so much for supporting wrestling inc you've been wonderful you're great listeners and remember if you winked you didn't miss it